0: lot of great things coming to Rock Hill. It really was the people of Rock Hill.
1: How many things does Rock Hill have going on? And you get to be a part of that.
0: Now it's like, wow, I want to be there. I want to live there. I want to go there
2: it
3: is extraordinary the changes that have happened and what I really believe is just the next really great city in South Carolina hello thank you for listening to another episode of CityCast this is Oriana Moore your host alongside co-host Matthew Cray today we have United Way with us Um, we have Rebecca Milton and Helen Zimmerman say hello hello hi everyone And before we get started, I want to give our guests a chance to introduce themselves to us. Um, So uh, Rebecca, do you mind starting off? sure Uh,
2: again my name is rebecca melton i'm the president of the united way in york county we serve uh, folks in york county i've been with the organization uh, 10 years but prior to that i've been in other nonprofits in york county for almost 38 years so so happy to serve this community Um, i am a social worker and a graduate of winthrop college it was called back then and uh anything else i married and i have a son who's a recent uh graduate of winthrop as well with his master's degree in social work so we're both social workers
0: so we got a winthrop grad here oriana winthrop mm-hmm. grad here matthew rebecca's a winthrop grad helen
1: i'm a transplant to the area within okay. the last year okay so it's all right <laughs> i'm a hoosier at heart
0: okay uh, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do
1: so I as I said I'm a transplant to the area I have joined Rebecca's team at the United Way of York County as the resource development director so I am the fundraiser um, handling campaign and our donors um, thrilled to be with the community's organization here um, as we moved I came from a United Way in Southeast Southwestern Indiana um, so it kind of felt like I was stepping back home when the opportunity came to join um, United Way here in New York County
0: So United Way, as you just mentioned, big national program. Uh, In a few sentences, if people have heard of it and don't necessarily know what it is, if you could, one of you could just describe United Way.
1: Um, So we are, as you said, you know, we are under the flagship of United Way Worldwide. Mm -hmm. Um, Best way to describe it is we're like a franchise to an extent where we serve here in York County and so we have the opportunity to meet the needs that our local organization needs um with the assistance and guidance of a state organization um for south carolina and then worldwide as well um, for training but the funds we raise all stay right here towards our local um mission um, beyond like one percent that goes to our fees just to operate as a united way
0: and then I didn't prep you guys for this, but this is, you guys are with United Way of your county, correct? Correct. How many are there in South Carolina?
2: I think currently they're 26, so okay. sometimes they merge, but to give you an idea, there's a Chester United Way, a Lancaster United Way, and then there's a Midlands United Way, and they cover about 10 different counties that surround the Midlands, so again, it's, it's very local, it's however the United Ways decide who they want to partner with and, and what they want to do, and they're all governed by a local board of directors.
0: Awesome. And then uh, United Way of York County, how long have you guys been around? I know that is that a loaded question?
2: No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, 1942. So, okay. yeah, wow. over 80 years. Yeah, at one point it was the United Way of Rock Hill and Fort Mill had a United Way and Clover had a United Way and York had a United Way. And then they all kind of merged. I think that happened back in 2005.
0: And then what kind of things in that time period? You don't have to go all the way back to 1940, but uh, what impact have you made on the York County community as a whole?
2: Well, we recently um, what we did on a whole millions of dollars have gone into the community uh, changes. We address problems that the community uh, brings to us. Some we find and we try to uh, gather around those and come up with solutions. Uh, We did go back uh, five years. We wanted to see in a number standpoint what our impact has been in the local community and uh, programs that we funded and who we were able to help. We raised over. $5,400,000, and then the total number of individuals served was about 4,300 folks. So that's over various programs over the last five years, but mainly focusing on our financial stability network. Uh, What we've gone to now is more of a focus where our board decided that we did some research, and we used a company, and we did some needs assessment, and we wanted to remain relevant in the community. We knew that things were changing, and folks could give wherever they wanted to, and, and what would allow us to remain relevant, that we, we were spread out in so many different areas. And when people asked us what we did, we could list a hundred things. So we wanted to be more focused, and that's where our board, and through this research, we had meetings with various different people. We met with your city manager, David Behan, and various people, and we decided that a real need in the community was helping families to be financially stable.
3: So would you mind going a little bit more, into a little bit more detail about some of the resources that you do offer some of the families in York County? Sure. Well, one of our newest programs is called the Financial Stability Network.
2: And uh, we work with over, I think, about 12 organizations. And also, some of them are funded, some aren't. And we're working with families who perhaps they all, they work, but they don't make enough money to make ends meet. Some of them make a livable wage, some don't. In fact, 34% uh, uh, of children living in single-family parents in a household with one single parent, are living in poverty. And we knew that was a space we needed to be. So we work with these families in this financial stability network, and we do it in several ways, financial coaching, Um, looking at their budget, trying to help them with what are they doing. Uh, Also, we look at, you know, what kind of job do they have? Do they want to go back to school? Uh, Childcare is a huge component of people being able to work. We're able to partner with York Technical College on a child care assistance and also York County First Step, so that if you want to go back to school, that doesn't have to be a barrier. You, You can have the money to be able to provide child care. The other piece of that is called motivational coaching. And we work with the College of Social Work at Winthrop University to identify what are some of the struggles and the stresses of people not being able to meet their bills and being able to work with them and and to help them move along their
0: journey. So, So you mentioned these are some of the issues that you've identified. And I think one of you have touched on it already, but just say again what the the goal was that you guys came up with.
2: So we wanted to help families, we wanted to help 3,000 families be financially stable by 2030. And that's very difficult to measure at times because that takes time to work with a family. You can understand they get into debt or they're trying to go back to school or do things. Those take, it's not just a one-time meeting with them and working with them, but our goal is to move them towards stability.
0: And uh, when when did this goal officially begin? It began in 2020. And uh, so 2020, so it's been three years now, and it's a 30-year goal. Uh, and I know it's still probably in phase one or early on in the progress, but what can you tell us about any progress that's been made?
2: Well, I can tell you those individuals, of course, that's a broad number, the four, over 4,000. But we could go back to some of, uh, we know that the families that we worked with last year, in the Financial Stability Network, we had over 30 families, and that takes time. These are multiple meetings, multiple touches. We know that 100% of them, after working with us, were able to pay their bills on time. So, whether it's through other resources um, that we were able to refer them to other programs for assistance, we knew that they were able to do that. Uh, collectively, they saved over $6,000, which is a lot of money. If you think about trying to pay your bills, if you have $25 or $50, that's a lot of money to save over time. So those were just a, a few of the benchmarks. That pilot program began last year, and right now we were just um, working with the agencies to make sure that we know all of the results and, and how, uh, how,
1: what we did and how we can improve. Another fun fact that came out of that is um, the families learned a little bit about their credit score. A lot of the families in the population we deal with are, you know, a zero credit score they think is good. Um, so the case managers were able to help them and on average um, they raised their credit scores 31%. Oh,
0: that's awesome.
1: Um, and those case managers also set individual goals with each family or participant because not everybody has the same goal. It could be a goal to get out of debt. It could be a goal to reach savings for a car purchase or home ownership. Um, but what we learned is that, um, let the individual set their goal. So that way they achieve what they want and not what somebody thinks they should have.
0: So how does, how does a family or a, how does someone who fits into this category that you described um, find out about this program?
2: Well, we've been doing some outreach, but we've also worked with what we call our Power to Thrive Network, and that's made up of over like 15 organizations and different nonprofits. We work with the Chamber of Commerce. We work with the libraries, just trying to do outreach to make sure people understand. So far, m- many of our referrals have come from other agencies as well. They may be working like a father's way, maybe working with the family and say, oh, I think that this family could use a little more hands on and would benefit from this program so we do it in connection with them and others
3: could you walk through the steps of um i guess what would the process be for a family in need if they're working with you what would that look like well first of all we
2: would they would either call in. We do a lot via Zoom call. You don't always have to come to our physical location. That's another barrier. Transportation is one of the top barriers to getting help. So through this we would do what we'd call an intake or an assessment. So we talk to them over the phone. We may find out that they're not they wouldn't be best suited for our program because they have a lot of emergency needs like they have nowhere to stay um, they have nothing to eat those different things so we would work with them to refer them to the appropriate agency so that would be step one if they came to us without going through another agency um, then the other process would be then we'd start working with them we would do a, a case management we do an assessment we talk to them about what is it that you would like to see you know what are some of your goals do you want to pay down debt do you want to raise your credit score so we start with that in a budget and we just start looking at what are they doing what are their expenses what are your professional goals do you want a better paying job have you always hoped you could go back to school So a lot of what we would call just good social work assessment, Um, and again, we have social workers from Winthrop University helping us, and then the next step would be would they like to have this motivational coaching. Um, We know that the stressors can really get to people. It's very difficult. There's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt around not being able to provide for your family. So we're trying to bridge that, again, with social workers to be able to talk with them about self-care, We hear a lot of that in social work. I don't know how many people out there really know it. It's called taking care of myself. But we had one uh, participant that went through our program and she said, I never thought about myself. I never had time. But how many people do you think could say that statement that I never think about myself? I think many of us could do that. Mm -hmm. And this is a chance for them to focus on themselves and not feel guilty about it because that's part of the, the progress of the program
0: uh you don't have to share names but is there an example of uh, a success story that you guys have had that you'd be willing to share
1: um so we do and in fact if you go onto our website we actually have a video up okay. um, that has some personal um reflection from two of the um women that participated um, um i will tell you um rafayette who is one is in there her story is pretty impactful um, she talks about what Rebecca just reflected on um, talks about how the program um, taught her to think of herself because she couldn't care for those in her family until um, she took care of herself um, and then there's our other participant and she shares you know that she started out the program she was in the red she now is in the green all of her bills are paid on time she has a savings account um, she is working towards um homeownership so those are some great success stories and then um, there is one participant who shared um, as we said a lot of them um, if you've never been taught budgeting you don't know how to budget and in one of the sessions as she and her um, counselor were going through she broke down her monthly budget and as they broke it down and realized there was fast food was a large element of her monthly budget and it was because her son enjoyed Bojangles tenders and so they actually built in a budget line for him so not only was mom learning he got to learn when it was appropriate to celebrate and eat out um and so you know a second generation got it as well oh, that's and so cool. it turns out he likes to be able to pick when he eats there and he likes his mom's cooking a lot more than he thought <laughs> So it seems like you mentioned
3: um, different ways that families can be assisted by United Way, whether it's finding um, work opportunities, um, helping with home ownership, financial literacy. But um, I just wanted to dive in a little bit more specific into some of those areas like financial literacy programs um, and work development, and maybe even talking a little bit more about the partnership with um, York Tech. So,
2: again, the United Way and our overall goal to help families be financially stable, we do it in three ways. Uh, Workforce development, which means either getting a better job or getting a job uh, going back to school meeting your goals financial wellness or literacy looking at your budget looking at how you pay bills what you do and the third piece is what we call economic and family support so the family support is the child care Mm -hmm. grant and then the economic support is a is a partnership that we have with the city Uh, It's a Rock Hill Housing and Development Corporation where they receive funding through United Way um, and FEMA, which is a federal organization. It's called the Emergency Food and Shelter Program, and they receive funding from United Way and FEMA to be able to assist families with rent, mortgage, and utility payments. So when families get behind rather than having to leave or vacate their home and come up with a lot of expenses and such a tragedy, then the folks there are able to help them with this money and through guidance and counseling. Then the second piece of that, again, is the partnership with York Tech and First Steps. So, uh, so far we've done some scholarships, this will be the second year. And so the scholarships allow students to go to school and um, so far a majority of them are in the nursing program, that doesn't mean that that's the only program. Um, and so they are able to get a stipend to help pay based on what they can pay. Sometimes it might be $10 a week, it could be $100, a week. it depends. So we work with the counselors there at york tech to make sure that we identify they help identify the students and then we work with them to see you know what can they afford and then first steps is great in the partnership because again they're identifying quality child care places Mm -hmm. to send our children while we work so it's been very successful and just feel so grateful to york tech and first steps to be able to uh, be a part of that whole partnership
3: So we talked about the Financial Stability Network. Would you mind talking more about the
1: MoneyWorks program? Sure, I'm going to turn that over to Helen. So MoneyWorks is a program that we put together in conjunction with um, the Housing and Development Corporation. And it is really um, the start of what would be our full Financial Stability Network. But there are modules that we can take out to um, our partnerships um, with some of our community business partners. Um, so it is not just for those in our financial stability network Um, it can go out to um, any of our community partners that feel they might have part of their workforce that needs some guidance and education that might not have ever been taught some of the financial skills and it's set up in modules Um, so it's everything from income and expense setting a budget learning how to save um, credit scores as we talked about Um, taking the time to walk through those steps. Um, And then if somebody goes through that and wants to self-identify for our financial stability network, that is a conversation that can come out of those. Um, And we are in the conversation of taking this out to um, some of the larger um, community employers. Um, And it was all developed as a partnership between us and um, the Housing and Development Corporation.
0: What role does workforce development play in this?
1: So um, what we actually identify with are these working families, mm-hmm. but are they underemployed? Um, you know, and part of it is a self-worth piece. Um, and that's part of our mental pe- mental um, health. Yes, conversation. <laughs> I got you. Mental health. Um, because sometimes people, it's the fear. They don't think that they're worthy of a better job or mm-hmm. a better paying job. So its it's part of that conversation. It's part of... Do you need a um, certificate? Do you need um, another program at York Tech to move yourself up that skill level? But that working family, um, out of those original conversations we had, we call them the invisible group because they're often the group that's underserved because everybody thinks you're working full time, you're set. Um, But the federal government has not raised the poverty level in years and south carolina put out a self-sufficiency report um, that shows the gap there that poverty may be one thing but to actually be able to live feed support your family that's a totally different number um, and so that's what we're working towards is getting these that population into that level of self-sufficiency
0: you mentioned york tech and how you got you know you could talk to them about whether it's a course or something to help get them that experience. Is that something you guys have done often? Just uh, with, What does the partnership with York Tech look like? Maybe that's a better way to ask it.
2: I, I think it's more even uh, York Tech, I would say, Clinton College, I would mention, mm-hmm. Winter People, okay. it could be surrounding, anywhere where folks can uh, further their education, and we do that through a lot of other agencies, too, not just United Way, because we still have the model of funding and granting agencies, but they must... they. Fall within this framework of workforce development. So I think that's a conversation you, you start out with. What would you like to do? Is there anything you'd like to do? And you know, and then make referrals from there. You know, do you live closer to here so you can attend? What do you think? You know, you can afford sending them to financial aid offices. They're all great to work with. We we've just found them all to be very supportive, and that's what they want to do. They want to make sure that folks get through their doors.
3: Um, I don't know if you mentioned this already, but um, when did the partnerships with each of the colleges in the area start? Or how long have they been going on for? Well,
2: they've been going on for many years since our existence, probably back in 1942, whatever (laughs) whatever was around. I think a little more intentional back in 2020. We started moving toward workforce development and then the financial wellness and then the economic and family support. So I would say more intentional in 2020 because prior to that, there was an old model of United Way granting money to very worthy organizations. And now, our model is to help families be financially stable in those three areas.
0: So I see you guys have a program or a tool uh, called 211. So can you give me the 411 on 211? <laughs> I was really proud of that.
2: <laughs> you did good on that. Thank you. Because <laughs> you know, some people don't know
3: what 411 is either. So yeah. do you
0: know what 411 is? I've heard the reference. Do you know what it means?
1: Like the information? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, so two one one is really a um, service that is designed to connect individuals that need help. Um, and it's statewide. Um It is run out of the state, but the local agencies all put their information in. So it's a twenty four seven phone number, and now you can even text, um, go on the website, or there's a toll-free number as well if two one one is not um, connecting because sometimes cell phone, companies have a little issue with it Um, but if you call and you need assistance with utility or rent they have up-to-date information to provide you and connect you right with a resource in your local community that can assist
0: and and there are I think this is something that certainly I didn't realize until recently there are programs out there that help with those things correct
1: yes there are now it, it it ebbs and flows varies, um, yeah. as funding is available but mm. traditionally they are able to make a connection or get you in queue with an organization that can help and uh, we just got our quarterly report from the state and york county phone calls to 211 have skyrocketed this past year and especially this past quarter um, and it's really um rent utility electric um, housing um, because there are some people that as some of the covid money that was available and some of the funding that was available it's gone now um, people are facing situations they haven't had to think about or deal with for the past couple years Um child cares calls medical connections or calls transportation 2-1-1 um, it's there to connect and really be able to be an assistance for somebody in need.
0: It seems like you guys really enjoy what you do, but a lot of the things you deal with are really heavy. How do you find a good balance between those things?
1: A lot of times it's just the story. When you know that you've been able to connect somebody um, to get them on the right path, um, that's the success you need. That's, That's what keeps you going and keeps me going personally um seeing some of the success stories of those that are in our programs or that we've been able to connect um to receive the services and what they need to achieve their potential um and so when you see somebody a year after you've talked to them or know that they were in the program and they're thriving it makes it worthwhile mm-hmm.
0: what other partnerships do you guys have or resources that we uh have not gotten to
2: Well, we have our Stamp Out Hunger, uh, which occurs in May, and that is with the uh, post office. And it's a food drive that occurs. It's usually, I think it's the second Saturday in May, and uh, folks can collect canned goods and put them, by their mailbox and they pick them up and it's a partnership with united way all the united ways are around the country but please check with your united way to make sure they participate in that but that's something to look forward to and it's it's thousands of pounds of food that here go locally to some of our food banks like pilgrims inn and some of those that uh, do food hope that people know about and then our volunteer and tax assistance so um that that is a a very helpful program that will begin in January. It's for folks that can um, I think the threshold is maybe $56,000. We'll, we you can look on our website to verify. I don't think they're exactly always care exactly about They want to make sure that the family gets the help they need but they get their taxes done for free, and so it's they are all volunteers. They are wonderful, and they're led by Bill Perry. He does such a great job. But what that does is that allows families to be able to utilize that childcare tax credit, and we know that goes a long way in helping families be able to do things. And a recent report I read I used to think that most people took the tax return and maybe bought a car or did they said they were able to go out and purchase food that they had not been able to do. I was just blown away by that. So a food choice that maybe they didn't always have maybe some fresh fruit or some different things. So um, very eye opening. And so that runs through tax season and thousands of people go through it is a busy busy service and we support um, the volunteers.
3: Uh, Through that program. Um, How could someone become a volunteer with United
1: Way? So, if you go on our website, um, our statement is we always say give, advocate, and volunteer. Um, But there is a portal on our website where you can call our office. um, And if we don't have an opportunity, we will connect with one of our partner agencies. um, But we are always happy to find somebody in the community, a role um, to volunteer.
0: Uh, What other ways can people get involved?
1: Let's give, advocate, volunteer. So it is support the cause, Um, advocate, share. Just like we shared with you what we've done, Um, because you never know um, who's going to need the assistance. Um, It could be somebody at the grocery store. It could be your neighbor. It could be a family member. So just you know, sharing the opportunities and some of the stories we shared um, with others you hear, because that's part of it is just making sure people know we're here. We're rooted in York County and what our mission is, um, and then volunteer. So that is, those are really our best ways to engage.
0: And then we here at the city, uh, we mentioned that we partner with you guys and we um, have a campaign going on and some other stuff going on later this fall.
1: Yep, that's true. Um, We are meeting with the committee members tomorrow. Um, You'll officially launch coming up this fall. Um, I know the plans are in place for the barbecue again. Um, you are one of our largest supporters and it is very impactful to the work that we do.
0: Is there anything else we missed or that you'd like to add?
1: We just want to thank all of you and especially,
2: um, the folks at the city of Rock Hill for all their support through the years, uh, whether it be in giving or having a campaign or our programs that we've been able to, uh, execute and partner with because of their help. So thank you so much.
3: Well, thank you, Rebecca and Helen for joining us again. Um, And thank you all for listening to CityCast. Thanks for listening to the Rock Hill CityCast. Episodes are available each week to stream on SoundCloud, Google, and Apple Podcasts. To keep up with City of Rock Hill information, follow us on social media.